Welcome to my podcast, The Awaken Life Project. My name is Monica Matea and I'm transformational health and life coach, helping professional and ambitious people to step into their life with amazing health, clarity and purpose. The Awaken Life Project has been born out of the dream to create legacy and inspire hundreds of people to fulfill their potential using not only scientific mindset tools that work, but intuition too. My dream is for you to connect with your body, mind and spirit on the level you have not yet explored. So are you ready? Hello and welcome to the next episode of this podcast and today I'm going to talk about the happiness. It's one of my favorite, favorite subjects because the thing is that we all are looking for happiness in life, right? And uh, and there are so many different concepts to explore but obviously I will share my own perspective and, uh, and how I deal with the happiness and what happiness means to me and I will give you a few pointers for you to consider. I don't want you to tell you that this is what will make you happy because I truly believe it's an internal job and it's very difficult to tell you exactly what will make you happy but I can give you a few pointers from all of the coaching I have done on myself, all of the coaching I have done with people, what I have noticed generally in my own behavior and the way I am at the moment in my life to talk about the happiness. And before I just start on, uh, let's say, explaining the whole thing, one question I always sort of ask myself and started to ask myself that if I die tomorrow, would I be, you know, content with my life? Would I say, fine, you know, that's I'm going now and looking back at my life would I be happy and a lot of this it comes to the kind of the feeling that quite often we not necessarily when we lose someone we not necessarily look at the past obviously those are the memories we have in the memory memories but actually we look into the future right so what really um, becomes that very very difficult thing to acknowledge is that we will never have the future with that person because they have gone right so when it comes to grieving and uh, what I would grieve I would grieve the future and especially the future with my own family so that I wouldn't be able to watch my daughter to grow up and see her as a beautiful person in this world uh, with her kindness and love and really bringing the the kind of the you know herself into the world and of course uh, the future with my husband that what I would regret the most but when I look at the past experiences and my past life you know the thing is that uh, I don't think that I would regret much. I've tried so many different things in my life. And and yes, I have a bucket list of things to go to and still to experience. But I'm not regretting any of it. Uh, why, why one way or the other. The only thing probably is my parents again. So that they couldn't live longer. So that we can have a good nice conversation 
when uh, when I'm older and they are older in good health. So when you think about it, both kind of things I look at it's not about the things I possess, it's not about the things and the places I could go, but it's about the people. And I've realized that um, definitely that something is that, yes, I wouldn't regret that I cannot go anymore somewhere, but I would regret not seeing people anymore and not having the experiences with people who are dearest to myself. And that's what I probably would regret. Now, but one thing I would say is that sometimes we are stopped in pursuing our own passion because we think that we would need more time away from the family, right? And this is when I was thinking about starting my business. And like, I want to spend more time with my family. But at the end, I spent a lot of time in my business because that it takes a lot of time to actually put into the content and, and put the work in. But I don't regret that at all. I believe that through the work I have done and because I've started my business, the quality of the relationships I have with my own family is so much better. It's not perfect, but it's so much better. We have better conversations. We are not bored together. We we definitely have um, a lot of things that we can share. And it's it's basically beautiful. And I never regret and I am glad that I had the courage to actually start all of this. Okay, so one of the things I want to talk about now, and I will share my tips. So there is plenty of ways to find your own happiness. But I truly believe it's an internal job and it's your own personal journey you go on to to really tr- wanting to explore that. But first, I wanted just to explain one term from the psychology which I've understood so much over the last few years so that's hedonic adaptation and I just wanted to tell about what's the difference between hedonic adaptation and hedonism so hedonic adaptation really is is a pleasure or displeasure of thing or experience so when we think about pursuing happiness uh, in psychology in philosophy it's the Happiness is the, is usually connected with the pleasure and avoidance of pain. So we don't want to feel the pain and we're seeking for pleasure. And, and then unfortunately, this has different forms. And I will talk about that in a minute. But hedonic adaptation is, is really getting used to, after the initial situation or pleasure or displeasure, because it could be positive or negative experience, we actually adjust to the same level of happiness we had before all of that happened and hedonism on the other hand is something opposite it's seeking pleasure all the time right which is obviously not possible because I always say life is 50 50 and there will be negative things going on so there is hedonic um, hedonic adaptation. So we adapt. And it's amazing because all of that has been confirmed by research. So you can adapt to the pleasurable situation as the same way you can adapt to the negative. So for example, in a pleasurable one, you have this called hedonic consumption. So hedonic consumption, it means that you're going to go buy things to because you believe that they will give you that hedonic value which is basically the pleasure but after some time 
we know that novelty wears off and you become again back to really the same level of happiness you had before you purchased that item and what happens is that uh, you are looking for the next thing and it has to be even stronger than the last one and I have been and I was in that cycle a few years when I had a lot of disposable income when I was buying a lot of stuff thinking like if I buy this 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 and I will have all of that where I will be very happy and it's the same you probably have experience with clothes. You buy one, you don't, you know, you wear it for some time and it wears off. It doesn't have any excitement. And then you buy a new one and a new one and a new one because it's seeking that kind of the pleasure you want um, and excitement from actually having a new thing. Okay, so that's a, a hedonic value, but it means that it gives you that enjoyment, right? But once after a while, it just basically wears off. That's the human brain and that's the human condition seeking for different things all the time and seeking for even more kind of stimulus uh, once we have something experienced once, we want stronger and stronger. That's why on many levels, social media is so addictive. We're looking for those pleasurable impulses, right? And, uh, and they give, the social media can give us instantly so it's amazing because there is a lot of research like people winning uh, winning the lottery really coming back to the same level of happiness they had before um, before actually winning um, even from major accidents we think that people who for example have major accidents and now have health issues that they are completely unhappy but actually we are very much so very we can adapt to the situation and what research shows that we actually come back to the same level of happiness we had before the accident. We just adopt. We we learn how to live with what we have. And it's basically, uh, it, it's just amazing that we don't really need some of those things. Obviously, if the experience happens to us, that's one thing. But um, it is really something that uh, I have explored uh, for uh, for the last few years and coaching like anything else gave me that perspective to work on myself okay so let me share a few things that potentially you can consider for yourself so first of all is meditation so for me last year I lost my father and when I found out that he was really unwell I had to travel and I had to be on my own most of the time trying to get that experience um, and trying to sort out different things which I didn't know how to do I didn't know anyone and I was living in an empty house among people I didn't know and trying to deal with everything and I believe that of course it wasn't the time to be you know happy and joyful but I still believe that because of meditation mindfulness and all of these exercises I have been doing on myself my mental state was so good and so strong that I could deal with everything in a very kind of um, way that wasn't detrimental to my own health. So really, um, when we think about meditation, it's actually about going inwards. It's nothing about things and, and, and places you are, but actually finding the peace and happiness and satisfaction in life. Why? Because in meditation, 
you can transform your life because you're developing the quality of your attention and that's the biggest thing we can be so much caught up in the past and in the even future but not being present and not being attentive to what is going on especially in our own emotional life so a major barrier to being present and mindful is the unwillingness to be with things as they really are it's no more to want for things to be different but not amount of wishful thinking really helps and there are powerful forces within us that lead us towards our unhappiness and that is really true now the other thing uh, is the looking for meaning in life so more and more people are unhappy as they are feeling that their life is meaningless in the past many people took the comfort from the faith and god's love but we lost our grounding trying to find something that we left and the void can be filled in by good things of course but also left us vulnerable to extreme views and also gurus and the faith has simple rules to follow but for many they're basically difficult to understand and we want to be our own masters and we want things to be scientifically proven and quite often we uh, we are lazy to follow certain rules and very much so egoistic now meaning in life uh, can make us truly very much so unhappy because depending where you are finding the purpose is something like it's a kind of the notion of that our life has to be utilitarian it has to be purposeful by doing certain things rather than being as a as a person and um and it's it's a tough one and i think quite often in the life coaching i explore with the clients their purpose in life because quite often they cannot move on from the place where they are quite often feeling very emotionally hurt or distrusting or not having the trust and really not not knowing how to move on uh, with their life and meaning in life is important but it doesn't have to be a grand scheme like a grand thing about what you're going to do yet in life because that can put even additional pressure on you now you absolutely can have beautiful goals but if they are not centered in you as a person like with the kindness generosity love unconditional love then none of those big goals will ever be good for you and and i've understood that because sometimes we we look at the different people in life i mean the biggest question of course everyone has is like that money like money will bring me the happiness and we look at the rich people sometimes and we feel like oh my goodness they must be very happy because they can afford everything which is not true because we are all the same human with the same brain and it doesn't matter how much money you have you will still be thinking in a certain way if until you basically don't until you change your thinking and you identify your thoughts and all of that that's why sometimes rich people spend a lot of uh, money on new cars boats and everything else because of that hedonic adaptation like they've already have so much so i need another 
thing and another thing and another thing because this is what I think will bring me happiness plus I can afford it right so I believe that it doesn't really money doesn't have nothing to do with it however money does make I call it like that it creates the pockets of happiness so this hedonic adaptation it makes us happy for a while but still if we don't do the internal job that thing's going to go away and we're kind of going to come back to the same state so we have pockets of happiness and money makes your life a little bit easier yes for sure uh, especially if you don't have to worry of paying the bills and when you when i remember when you go to when you have money you go to nice restaurants you're going to get nice service when you travel money is going to make things easier because you can park closer to the airport for example or even have your own chauffeur you can sit in the comfortable lounge not necessarily squatting on the um on the floor because there's so many people i mean money absolutely can make things easier but i can tell you that people may even be unhappy with what they have like they that they have that facility because they have money and people who are actually sitting on the floor can be the happiest people on earth so i always say it's internal job yes money makes things easier but in the end of the day if you don't get that um because we've been programmed into this hedonic adaptation you will never have enough money to satisfy your pursuit of your own happiness okay other things you may explore is the connection with nature and and this is so important because when i last year when i so when i was going through all of that i spent very little money on anything so i always say that the best things are free in life and one of them is nature sometimes it is privileged to to have access to green space and even clean water but we're talking about you know our normal surroundings that connection with nature is so so important because it has a healing power it will always be there for you but you will need to look after it and take care of it so i was going very frequently to the lake i was uh, swimming i was really doing things a little bit in the garden i was look- i was cooking from the ingredients that people brought me from their own gardens um vegetable gardens and all of that it was pleasure i had eggs from chickens we were just running around i had you know a lot of vegetables i mean it was really really beautiful and how much i have I, i really was connected to to the people to the community to the ground to the earth the mother earth and nature health like if you are a millionaire and you have a cancer obviously which may happen uh, to anyone unfortunately yeah it may be difficult so it doesn't really depend how much money you have right of course you can have maybe better treatment if you have more money but we are all at risk of developing health issues at some point therefore looking after your health now is the ultimate ultimate responsibility and really looking after the health of your whole family teaching our children how to cook how to healthy cook and uh, how to buy things so they don't cost they are not very expensive um but then they they can cook themselves a good delicious meal and also how to grow things right 
if you have access to a little bit of a green patch or green like a garden patch why don't you for example try to grow something i mean it's it's uh, it's a beautiful thing to to do connections very much so important family friends so that we're not feeling lonely also how we look after our family and especially aging population grandparents parents it really truly defines who we are and um, if we are able to forgive and give back generously and with kindness are we able to do that touch so important hug kiss touch is really important and I think a lot of people during pandemic lost that lost the touch because we become became very scared of that right that we could have a disease and all of that and I think it really had profound effect on people's mental health so don't be afraid of touching compassion and compassion is um, especially self-compassion like I give myself a break. I'm okay with what I have and where I am right now. I'm exactly where I should be. And I'm not necessarily pursuing all of that for the sake of pursuing or proving or needing a validation. I'm compassionate towards myself and towards others. And it really kind of gives us that kindness value as well. And so that's connected compassion and kindness and then inner peace. I think the biggest, biggest thing to happiness other than all of the, is the, the finding the inner peace. So letting go of control and embracing that you are exactly where you need to be. And it's hard because as I said in the previous quote and, and thing about how we need to embrace where we truly are because we want things to be different, right? And it's, it's one of those things and it doesn't, it doesn't come easy than inner peace. I've done so much work and I still have that internal anxiety that I should be doing more. I should be offering more. I should have more, for example, clients and better career, have more money. But those thoughts going to come to your mind all the time. The way it is, is to recognize what is the fact or what is the story you create and, and letting go some of those, those thoughts. And the best way for me, it is in meditation and it is in journaling, but it's a constant work. I think that mental health is the same like physical health. We should be working on our brain every day and not going into that hedonism and seeking pleasure constantly or of social media, um, social outings all the time with friends. I think eating food, drinking, watching porn even, right? So all of those things taking take away our attention from our internal life. And a lot of us don't like it. We don't like our internal life because we ask questions for which we don't have answers. But that's okay, right? We're doing the work. That's why I believe in coaching so much because somebody else on the other side of the call uh, can offer you a different perspective, can ask you the question, can literally change your life. And I truly believe uh, I experienced that and some of my clients as well experience the same that when I've asked certain questions and got them thinking to what they really would like to be doing in their own life. 
All right. Thank you very much for listening to this. I think it's very important to maybe think about it on yourself. Are you happy? What would happen? How would you feel if you know that you're going to die tomorrow? Right? And it's not about rushing and doing different things. How would you feel? Right? So I'm wishing you all the best. Have a wonderful, wonderful time. And I will talk to you next week. Take care.